Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ick girls, we the ish girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make you move your hips while sipping gin, girl. Make you bounce your tits like it's a jig, girl. Like boom, sit down, boot, trip for your boom. What the fudge is up? What the fudge is up? Well, what the fudge is up, Lindsay, is our tour starting, restarting again next week in Cork. Get me back on that stage. That's I'm all I'm saying, girls. Fucking dying for it, babe. We are hitting Cypress Avenue on the 26th of April. We are fucking dying for it. We have been told big things about Cork. And Cork, you've been coming hard for the tickies. As soon as we dropped this tour and dropped Cork, you came hard for the tickets, so there's a few left. Grab them while you can, girlies. Yeah, there's really not that many left. This one, from all the country shows, Cork has been selling the hardest and the fastest. Like a Just fuck like boy. we like it. Just like a fuck boy. Um, <laughs> but they've been selling really, really quick. So go on uh, our website, itgirlspodcast.com, or I think they're on Eventbrite. You can probably find them there too. But the best way is to go through our website. Um, and it's the last day of our country leg of the tour. And it's I'm- also the last dating um the last show that we have obviously brought this show since uh we first debuted it in the sugar club yes. it was the dating guys gas sexy tips show yeah uh, that we've brought to limerick and galway and they're the last time that you're ever going to have the opportunity to hear the show is in cork yeah i met two sad. girls um jenny after the limerick show mm-hmm. um i as we know dragged the case handed it into a luggage thing and feckin' went to a oh, pint because right, I, we were back in Dublin yeah because I can't handle going home um, so I was having a pint with my friend Ash who sells tote bags mm-hmm. and um, we were in Johnny Rush's in uh, South William Street and um, she was selling a tote bag and two lovely girls that were up from Cork for a print show um, came by wearing the not ours tote which by the way is back which, in stock this is what I'm getting to girl okay. yeah we've because they're back in stock. They are back These in stock. We're like one of our most popular merch drops were the Not Ours Totes and yeah. they're back in stock on our, um, again, you can find that through our website. It's mm-hmm. just the easiest, com, and you can pick up the merch and it's yeah. such a handy tote. Jenny and I rock it Becking daily Yeah and I actually have put up Just to be sound for our patrons I put up an exclusive uh, discount code On our Patreon page uh, Only patrons can get it But all patrons can get it And it's available for the next week And it's on all merch And it's a really nice discount That we don't usually give But that's another uh, benefit of X Gals If you don't know Gals You do get discounts on our merch as well And you also get links early for our live shows So there is little extra bits on Patreon But yes Not Ours Totes are back in fucking stock Yeah Cypress Avenue tickets are selling hot and 
and heavy so get your mitts on them it's on next week or at least it's going to come around really quick and, and we it- are dying for it we are going to give you the best show ever because we're we just love this set we love yeah we know it so well now it's it's mm-hmm. even evolved over the tour and we are Completely. dying to get back up on stage and give it our just give it socks for the last time we're going to do this set and Dublin sold out so literally who knows when we'll do a next show hopefully soon but for the foreseeable future girlies get your fucking arse 100%. And especially for the foreseeable future for country dates you know we won't always be able to unfortunately at the moment get down to the country we usually do Dublin dates so if you are down in Cork we mm-hmm. would advise you to go now while you can because it might be next year you never know yeah, if you're near Cork there. grab your girlos go down for a little night away and have a blast yeah so we're dying for that so to update you all okay Lindsay as you know uh, the other week I spoke about my fear around the smear smear fear smear fear um, and you were talking about yours and that you had booked yours and everything but mm-hmm. we <laughs> I got a load of DMs like a load of people sliding into my DMs which I do appreciate no, thank holding you, me accountable thank you. being like go fucking book your smear and also people giving me loads of really handy uh, information as well like how like one thing actually I'll, I'll pass this on to the groolies so remember Please. I was moaning about the letter I was like oh I lost the letter and I need mm-hmm. there's actually if you go on cervical something website it's like cervicalcheck.ie it's like the official website you can put your PPS number and they give you the reference number that you need for the doctor they don't give you this info okay. so a girl told me that and she also said that they have loads of information up there about the periods and all the rest so I actually went on there it's a very very handy website Um, so cervicalcheck.ie I'm pretty sure it is so, so I'm sure uh, some of you guys saw my Insta Live, I was going mental. I was like gearing myself up for the smear. I'd booked it after just kind of casually taking the letter and putting it in my filing cabinet, otherwise known as the drawer, the drawer. under my cutlery drawer, which is full of random shit that I avoid. Um, so I finally was just like, Lindsay, cop onto yourself after my little breakdown. I was like, you know. Because you booked it when we had I spoken last it. time. Yeah, you booked it. I booked it. I finally did that. And that was the first like little hump. Mm-hmm. And then the day came and like I said, I got prescribed my Valium. So I was like, okay, I have my day ready. I went out for a little breakfast and I had it, it was mid-morning or is that afternoon was my appointment. I took my Valium an hour before and then literally <laughs> 40 minutes before I was due to go down <laughs> to the doctor. I was like, I'll, I'll piddle before I grab the bus. Blood. No. I, I act early period and I don't get an early period. I don't fucking usually get an... I'm usually like on the dot. Yeah, you're very regular. No, no. This time, hello, faint. And I was like... Ugh. And then I was like, did I just make this in my head? So I rang up the doctor. I was like... Or I rang up the receptionist at the doctor's and I was like, here, what's the story? Mm-hmm. I think it's so hilariously like intimate to be on the phone being like so there's a faint a faint and um, blood hue to my urine and um, that I, I wiped I wiped my vagina and there's a little faint um urine blood situation like you're saying this to like an 85 year old receptionist who has seen me in and out of there and she's like hold on I'll get the nurse and I was like hello now Veronica knows me because I'm the girl who literally like couldn't open her life yeah so she's like and we joked about it in the nail salon one time months later when she came in um so I was like Veronica hello it's me and she was like no there's you won't get a a correct reading so but now that you have your period so what I learned just for future girlies if Mm -hmm. you are wanting to book your smear the best thing to do is to book it the first day of your period because if you call up the doctors 
um, to book it and they just will put you for two weeks from that date because that's the most um, accurate reading. When I said that on social media, a lot of people were coming in um, via messages and being like, I didn't know, I got mine on my period before. Yeah, you can, I think technically, because I, I was asking someone and you technically can get a smear test whenever. Like they will do it, but it's just, as you said, the reading won't be as accurate. You know, that way. So it's like, you actually can get a, a smear test. Like you can get it three weeks after like I mean even today like so my fucking story of my so then Jenny finally like so I finally like was getting the pressure and I was like do you know what fuck it I and I was going on about mine anywhere. I called up the day before Lindsay's I was going in to get hers her failed one that she couldn't get I called up my doctor and they were like yeah we can get you in next Tuesday like they didn't even ask me about my period I was like grand cool fucking sorted. oh really they didn't ask no they, they don't always like you know that way so because mm. I was asking my mom about it and she was like you actually like you don't have to it's just optimal that you are mm-hmm. you know because like then I know I'll get into it so then I went to the doctor today I was like grand getting the smear all good fucking sauntered in I wasn't nervous nothing I was like fuck it I was actually just like I just you're kind of fine with I, this stuff I'm kind of grand with it I mean I just think of it like laser hair removal it's like very uncomfortable for a very short amount of time and then I'm done my anxiety comes into getting the results but that's a different day's fucking story um, so I sat down and she was like oh when was the last day your first period and I was like and I asked her I was like a doctor does mine and I was like uh, what like I was like what's the story with that and she was like oh it's basically just to make sure that we're not like prodding your cervix and you're pregnant like if you hadn't had your like she's like sometimes women come in and they're like oh I actually just missed my period and then we'll make them do a pregnancy test you know that way because like mm-hmm. they don't want to be doing that if you're pregnant obviously especially early pregnancy it could probably like Ooh, okay. Lindsay's <laughs> getting sorry I, I'm very queasy around vaginals <laughs> vaginals anyway so um, so popped up on the thing. She's like, take your tracksuits off there and just go up on the bed. You were wearing little loose bottom. In, I was no, in I was prep. wearing leggings, wearing leggings. Oh, okay. Um, just to whip them off quickly. And um, so I was up there, fucking sat up. I was just like, whatever. And then she like turns like the light off and she puts this <laughs> like a builder's like strap on, like as if she's. Like going light, hiking as if she's, in the no, middle of the night. Not hiking, as if she's going underground into like you know, like the people who back in the day would be digging the dungeons. <laughs> you know, like they yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the quarry people. Okay, I was like, because like the light in the room was kind of shit, and they didn't so it's have a big gleaming light. That's perfect. Yeah, for she was like, she's like, just so you know, I have this strap on head thing. I was like. Okay, <laughs> and then I also completely forgot that you had to do that weird thing where you put your feet together and oh, open your legs. No, that's what that's I just what you hate, and because I kind of just had my legs open, and she was like, "Okay," and I just spread them, and she was like, "No, if you just bring your legs," and I was like, "Oh, I completely forgot I had to do this." So I was lying there, and I was also like, "Oh, that can be a bit dodgy on my fucking knee." Anyway, oh god, that's the last, the thing, last you need. thing I need is a lot. Although doctor handy, um, so she's in there, and she, I was like, "Grand," and she was like, "Right," so. She took this, I heard the speculum noise. I was like, oh yeah, forgot what that sounded like. Felt, she goes, it's going to be a bit cold. And I was like, that's because you've got lube. Now I wasn't fingered this time. The, the time I went last time, mm. your woman like put lube on my lips. Okay. <laughs> now I'm like. So you were sexually that, abused. That was my first smear. And I'm like, is that? I've that? not had that. No, they definitely just put it on the plastic thing. Oh no, this woman, I pretty sure fingered me. I'm pretty sure she put her fingers in my vagina. Anyway. Well, no, I mean, when I was, uh, maybe it's just different practice. I think when it's a, I was, um, an older nurse, so maybe it's a Maybe, because like when I was um, in labor mm. and they're checking the dilator, like they full on are fingering you. Mm. 
Um, well, that woman anyway, that, that'll be a story for a different day. Anyway, this doctor, Lube was on, fucking speculum in me. I could feel her fucking rooting around. Oh, I'm sorry, I have to describe no, it. No, I do, I just... She was fucking, like... And I was like, is she doing this? How are you able to just deal with that? I don't know what is wrong with me. I think it's... I don't know. I'm don't just know. not really bothered by it, to be honest. Um, I'm just like, whatever. It like, doesn't even feel like a dick. Do you know, as it... Uh, no. What I... Like, a dick is more invasive than that. Like, I'm just like... Oh, okay. I know, but a, a dick is attached to usually a good-looking man that you want to fuck. Do you know the way? Yeah, I just don't care about it. I think it You're weird be- that you can't even put in tampons. Like, I mean, I've, I've been tamponing for fucking... 10 years like I mean there's shit going mm. in and out there all goddamn day I just it really doesn't bother me yeah. so anyway she's in there she's rooting around rooting around and if you know you've got your smear like they put the speculum in they kind of do the root around they get to the neck of the womb they put the thingy in they take the cells and they're, yeah. and they're off uh-huh. and um, I thought I was like is she doing the the cell thing I was like what the fuck and then she was like I can't find the neck of the cervix here and I was like you're fucking oh, joking you had one job I was like great glad I went to a doctor this time Meant to be more medically trained than the nurse, but you know, here we are. Uh, she's rooting around, and I'm like, great. And then she's like, I'm just going to get a b- <laughs> a bigger speculum. Oh my god! And I was like, that's when I would. Okay, number faint. one, you're telling me I have a big vagina, which I know I don't. Number two, is this because I got had sex yesterday? That's what I kept thinking. I was like, I had sex yesterday morning. Has he rammed the cervix hidden oh, somewhere? Yeah. Like it's, hidden oh. it. Behind, I got he my, prodded it up under your uh, armpit or something. Yeah, it's fucking hidden. So anyway, she gets the bigger one. She still can't fucking... She goes, make a fist. Put the fist under the arse to tilt your pelvis up. Flip still me. Still can't fucking find it. And she's kind of getting annoyed. She's like, look, it's nothing. She's like, I'm so sorry. She's like, she goes, sometimes they don't want to play ball. I was like, LOL. <laughs> she was like, look, it's nothing you're doing. She's like, it's probably just that. Like, Because when I went in, I was saying to her, she's like, when was your last period? Blah, blah, blah. And I said to her, like, look, my period, I don't have a, f- a 28-day cycle. My cycle can be, be, be between 35 and 40 days. And th- those five days are very variable. I don't really know when I'm going to get my period. I know, like, the like I'll get a period pain. And I'm like, oh, I'm getting my period next week. You know, that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I don't, I couldn't be like, oh, it's due on Saturday. It's coming on Saturday. Never really works out for me. So I was saying that to her. And I was like, like, I'm due my period, like, maybe next week. Could be the week after, but also could be tomorrow. You know, that way. You never really know. And she was like, look, it could be hormonal. Sometimes it can, like, pull the cervix back. All this kind of shit. She's like, so, apparently because of the cervical, or the smear, I keep calling it the smear drama, which really downplays it. I don't mean to say that. What was it? Like, crisis? This scandal. huge, big, massive fuck scandal up that fuck went up. on where they were giving yeah. out. I mean, personally, for my anxiety, I couldn't <sighs> read. I was obviously seeing massive headlines. Me too, I couldn't read it. I was so... It, Freaked. I was like, basically, what? like people it's... were getting the wrong readings. They were told they don't have normal cells, and they did. And then people ended up horrendously so fucking sad. Ended up getting cervical cancer. I mean, like, absolutely. When they were huge told that they were fine, it was up. Ap- I mean, medical honestly, scandal of like the century in Ireland, like really, really fucked up. So she was so saying to petrifying, me, especially when you are entrusting the oh. people, like you know, to give you the. Re- it's just yeah. shocking. So scary. So like she kind of was like, look, you know, she's like, I could technically do the the smear now but we wouldn't get a good reading and she was like and actually at the moment they have a backlog in all the in the labs of 75,000 women because basically what they were doing was they were telling all women that anyone could get a smear test for free whenever they want and she was like after this huge scandal when no when this was happening and after it but she's like now they've cut it back that it's only for three years because she's like they can't keep up with the amount of backlog they have um, so she was like oh, she's like now she goes you probably remember from your last one that you probably got the results 
maybe only three weeks later and I was like yeah I got them really quick mm. and she's like now it's up to 20 weeks which is six months like that's five or five months that say. is so 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 scary but it's just they think can't that keep up with like I understand oh yeah and I'm sure their workload is bloody but for the people like for oh, I us know, I know. that is so it's fucking scary fucking time. to think that a you could possibly have something that needs to be addressed and you won't know for possibly five to six months that something needs to be addressed. And five months so the my anxious time brain, Exactly, like, my anxious brain goes, what can develop in that time that I'm sitting mess. on? Anyway. That I want, like, so that's another thing that makes the whole ordeal like a really petrifying thing to even begin the motions. Do you yeah, know what I mean? So. Now, of course, it is better to just nip it in the bud, get it started, get it going, regardless of the weight, putting the pressure on if you can. I don't know. I was told of nothing of that in my, um, I mean, I didn't obviously have to go in. You didn't get the smear though, that's why. You know, yeah, that way, because she mean, was basically saying to me, like, we could take it, but then what would happen was you'd wait five months to get a result. The result will come back inconclusive. We'd have to do it again. I'm you'd just have to shocked wait, that it And takes she was like, you'd long. have to take another five. It's not, it doesn't take that long. It's just, it at the moment, it's taking that long because of the amount of backlog they have. It only takes like three weeks, but they just have so like they're on a backlog you know the way and they just don't have enough people in the labs to be testing it so anyway this isn't you know not to go into it because we probably don't know enough better but that's the update we don't smears. know the enough look we are a podcast that is just truthful from our own experiences do you know oh, the no, way? I'm just trying to get ticking along <laughs> time wise yeah no but it is just an interesting uh, conversation so if to move on I just want to um, if anyone listening has any more um, information on what's going on mm-hmm. to kind of that we can then um, just pass on to our listeners would be great. So slide into the DMs with any information that you may have or your yeah. experiences and we can talk about it again um, keep you updated mm-hmm. with our smear fear and our um, when we finally do get the flipping tests yeah, and all that kind of stuff. Once I get my period I'm going to do what Lindsay said and just book it the first day of my period. That's what my doctor said to do as well. So yeah. lesson learned for next So time. if you are listening as well when you have your period, just first day, ring them up. They'll book you in for two yeah, weeks. If you've, so, got, if you've got the letter. And that's the best reading. Yeah. So moving on. Today, we are doing a Q&A. We love our Q&As. We do them once a month. You guys came through in the questions. We've loads to get through. So we're going to do some quick. Some of them are a little bit meatier. But some yes. of them are. So basically, we have, we, um, Jenny did a story today in It Gals. And um, obviously we have our Tumblr, itgalspodcast.tumblr.com, where you can ask us questions and they're completely 100% anonymous. Um, and so we got some really interesting ones. Mm-hmm. Again, we we stressed in the stories that we wanted, you know, fresh content, snappy questions. So we're going to go through these in a kind of snappier manner. We're talking about um, feminism. We're talking about what else? We We're talking about, about male feminism on the male night feminism. Out. We're talking about having different political views to your partner. We're also talking about uh, low, oh, oh, a guy with a low sex drive, that yeah. kind of stuff. So we have loads of juicy, juicy questions. So keep listening. But the um, first one, who's gonna read it? I'll read it. Okay, girl. It starts with my name, but it also has Lindsay's name in it. So this one says, Jenny, how are you really doing after your breakup? How do you bounce back so quickly? Lindsay, are you and Jimmy on good terms again? Sorry, this question's only about boys. Boys, boys, boys. Um, you know what we like. Yeah. <laughs> so Lindsay and I, I guess we haven't really gone into depth about my breakup. We did go into depth about it, both of our breakups on X Gals, as all our X Gals will know. And if you want that tea, that is only going to live on Excels. Just a safer space for us right now. Yeah. Um, which is our Patreon page, obviously. But we haven't really spoken about, gone into depth on either of our breakups, really. We've only kind of spoken about them kind of, you know, when they've come up. You know, the way we've never done like a breakup podcast on no. yours or on mine. And yes, unless if you have lived on a bridge, like me and Michael are no longer together. Um, 
So how am I really doing? I find it like it's it's weird. Like it's how long has it been now? It's been we broke up at the start of February. And it's nearly May-ish, so, like, yeah. it's really Honestly, flown. those months have, like, I, it feels like three weeks. Yeah. It feels like three weeks since that whole shit went down. Mad. I feel like we've been so busy, and mm. you, the time moves so quick when you're as busy as us. Yeah. We are. We're so busy, busy, busy. Big things happening. Lol, so like, I'm joking. But no, no it, it has. really feels in. like three weeks. We have I mean, so much on. Weirdly, it's flown in, but it also feels like absolutely ages ago to me. Like, it feels like so long ago that I was with Michael. It feels like so long ago that we were like... Like a different kind of world. Yeah. Like, I I, I don't know. It, it's like, it, it has flown in. Like, I can't mm. believe it's been like, what, three months since we broke up. But I also am like, do you know what? Like, thinking about Christmas feels like fucking ages ago to me now. Like, I'm like, mm. oh, that's only a few months ago. So, you know... I, I think it's always a different perspective when you're the one who has broken up with someone. Like, you have to realise that. And, like, I'm not saying that to be, like, flexing, like, I damn Tim. But, like, that is what happened. I was... I basically was the one who just made the call. I, you ended, it would have happened anyway. Like, it would have. You ended the relationship. And I did with Jimmy as well. And I remember when Jimmy and I were texting, like, you know, maybe a month after I made that call. And he said... You know, which was sad and you also have your situation where you kind of met up with Michael and, you know, you had the kind of post-breakup conversation where yeah. uh, Jimmy kind of said to me, you know, you did, uh, you had the balls to do something that I probably wouldn't have. Yeah. Oh, I'm, God. You're crying. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so emotional today because Luna's five. Oh, it's Luna's birthday, of course. Yeah, it is. It's great. Anyway, you, I'll talk. You can uh, have a little weep over there. Sorry, I get really emotional around my kids' birthdays because I'm like, look, it, like you yeah, look past of course. the you five look back years on everything. all the stuff that happened and you're like, oh, yeah, okay. of course. That's understandable, babes. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I'll talk about that then. Michael and I, we met up. We had the kind of post-breakup meetup where you kind of like it was a month after wasn't it yeah it was exactly a month after when we did break up we kind of agreed that we Mm -hmm. wouldn't speak we'd have like a complete blackout phase which i would recommend um for anyone out there i think that's really good it really fucking helped put perspective on a lot of things so we didn't talk we didn't like michael obviously doesn't have instagram but like if he did i probably would have blocked him just so i can't like be actively looking on it um and we just lived our own lives for like a month um as we were completely single and we met up and it was obviously like emotional it was weird like it was first of all girlies if you're thinking of doing a uh, market bar in Dublin perfect Mm. place it's big enough no one's listening in it's anonymous no indies bopping in but high high ceilings so your voice are getting carried upwards there's drinks there's food there's coffee many options you know Um, so we the first, you know, that we met up and it was like, there's always that kind of tension and I felt a little, not resistance from him, but a bit of kind of like, which I get, like when you've been broken up with and you're meeting up with the person who's broken up mm. with you, you probably do want to slightly flex on them a small bit. Which, you want to be coming up like shoulders, you know, holding yeah. yourself high, you know. You want to be like, I'm grand. Especially, I mean, like I've a male. Through. I feel yeah. like men maybe, you know, find it you know it's a safer space for a man to be like the puffed up chest yeah. rather than the vulnerable man yeah, yeah you know yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. just how it works so so yeah we had the talk and you know we both kind of thankfully it just worked out in a good place it was kind of similar to what jimmy was saying to you you know like michael was like look you know that month kind of showed me that like probably neither of us were like really strongly invested in the relationship past mm. a friendship for 
a good few months and mm. it's really hard it's a really weird thing as well it's really weird to think like that can happen in relationships and you don't notice it and then it's you know we've spoke about it on ex-gals it's kind of that thing of like or is that just all relationships and I don't know and I'm still yeah. in the like figuring out phase constant circle of like question mark like yeah as in because that's a fearful thing of when Jimmy did write to me and say you know you had the balls to do something that I probably you know that probably was had to happen yeah but I couldn't do which is just hard yeah it is hard and like it just it does take one person to do it and unfortunately like all the times so with my boyfriends I realise I'm always the one to I cut know, the cord same. and even though I tend to go for guys who are quite like like you know like would be, know their shit and like they're not like like little Weasley like Michael would be quite like set mm. in his ways but I don't know for whatever reason but Michael and I the stance is is that we are like we both have kind of like platonically realised that we just don't need to have like that kind of relationship anymore we are there's no animosity we're grand mm. like we're working on we're not working on that sounds really forced basically what came of it was like we kind of both realized that we would you know both of us would be in favor of a friendship however we're just going to let that organically happen as it will instead of like forcing a thing of like okay we're going to meet up in another month like yeah not yeah. forcing it into a corner not like pushing a friendship on we're just kind of being like look if we're meant to be friends we're meant to be friends mm-hmm. And, you know, we had a great relationship and the relationship taught me so much that if I mm. do get in a relationship again, like, you know, it, it had, it was a really nice, like, nice is such a gay word for it, but like, it was a really like, you know, it was a really positive relationship in the sense, <laughs> yeah, I know, I just, <laughs> bringing that back as a slag is hilarious, sorry. Oh my God. But like, it was a really like positive sorry. relationship and we, we both had a lot of respect for each other and it was nice that we had a, a breakup that was, although was extremely upsetting and like traumatic in a certain sense because that's like my first serious relationship and like you know we knew each other like we went grew up together you know like you did and also I just feel like it's very much you feel like you're letting the love down or something or just let it I don't know it's a weird thing it's like I do think it is just the it boils down to kind of like society's perception of a successful relationship yeah I was going to touch on that like you know if for you and Michael and same with me and Jimmy to be a successful relationship it has to last forever is that we like I'm so emotional I didn't I was not emotional the whole day and I'm now just a crying girl weeping I'm just I don't know it's honestly it's the birthday me and Lindsay now will start getting competitive I'll start trying to force it into here it is I think I feel like the listeners are gonna be like fucking just podcast I'm blubbering to the mic but no I think it's the birthday that throws me over the edge because it's like you look back on the last five years yeah and it unifies us for the day and I'm just like, oh fuck, why didn't we like make it okay for her? Why didn't we like just, I don't know. But then I'm like, we are successfully like co-parenting at the moment. Yeah, so that's like, your stance at the moment, is that? Yeah, yeah. and that's great. But I do still just feel like society tells me the best thing for my children is to be together. And I fucking hate that I can't. I don't know, I hate feeling like a failure like that. It just fucking is annoying when... You know the way? Well, I think that's, like, something that it definitely taught me is that, like, you know, you said that to me when Michael and I were breaking up. You were like, you know, society tells us that, like, uh, the sta- the a successful relationship is one that lasts forever when, like, it's just not true. Like, I mean, Mike, just because Michael and I 
our relationship ended doesn't mean that it wasn't successful in its own right it just didn't it wasn't supposed to last forever and like it's a similar thing with you and Jimmy it's like just because you and Jimmy aren't still together like yeah doesn't mean that it failed but like what it did do was you know Jimmy came into your life gave you your daughter and probably taught you a shitload in the way and now at least has you know as opposed to Rilo's dad has, has been a really active uh, presence in Luna's life has showed you that like a man can like you know care for their child and all that kind of stuff so it's like that's a success in its own right just because you and Jimmy no longer are in love with each other and want to be in each other's pockets all the time you know we just couldn't live with each other yeah you know like and that's but you also could you also didn't live with each other and yeah no we no I mean like we couldn't live with each other regard like I don't even mean like in the same house. we just we couldn't I don't I don't fucking know it just didn't work it didn't work it's the same like Michael and I could have lived in each other's pockets still weren't happy you know what I mean yeah and it freaks me out to think of my future because I think I'm kind of now in a um place of being like okay I kind of feel like I'm someone who is quite independent and maybe I don't I just I don't actually think that I would ever be able to live with someone or have that kind of life that I kind of thought I maybe wanted like for so many years since I was like an 18 in school and stuff I always thought like you know I want to be married I want to have a family I want to raise um a family with my husband or whatever you know that was like you know the kind of not a goal it was just like the The clear path that everyone kind of seems to go to like just find themselves and just from seeing like even my sisters friends of mine who are in long-term relationships with children and we're living together and I'm like looking at them and I'm trying to imagine myself in their situation I'm like okay in my head I'm or like I'm telling myself that what I want is that Mm -hmm. but then I'm like I couldn't live like that I couldn't I, like I'm like would I want a, a husband like that would I want their life no I fucking couldn't live think, their life I think a lot of that though is in the situ- this situation you're in because I, the only reason I have insight in this now is because like you know six months ago if you had asked me like if you got pregnant today would you keep the baby absolutely me and Michael will move in we'll have a baby that's it happily ever after you know that way like it was just like yeah that's it it's grand now like I find myself walking around and I'm like seeing people kids and I'm like Ugh. oh my yeah. god get that away from me or I'm like I'm the girl who's like looking at fucking proposal pictures on Instagram and I'm like Bleh! whereas like yeah. maybe eight months ago I would have been like oh my god that's so cute yeah. so it's like it, it, I think it, it's don't, what I'm saying is like don't limit yourself with what you could have by kind of speculating it based upon other people's lives because that I've just really seen the two sides of the coin now and it's really just about like the mentality you're in at the moment whereas like neither of us know what we're gonna no. end up with neither no, of us know completely. what if we if you know a, a guy could just pop into your life and you would want him as your husband you know like just because you don't want their husband doesn't mean that or no I don't mean that what I mean I don't it's not that I'm like hmm, what I want to be with Brian my yeah, friend I, I, I know what you mean I just by mean that, that like I think when you in Ireland society is very much constructed around the unifying family Mm -hmm. you know that's what I grew up with that's what I was just like it's a given almost do you know the way like I was brought up like I've said numerous times in the church relationships don't die in the church even just it just so happened that like even all my like primary school friends secondary school friends 90% of them were like from that um you know parents still together all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff and I also definitely longed for that and have done for the majority of my life you know wanting that you know to I just wanted that 
or so I thought I did. Do you know the way? Mm-hmm. And what kind of is just a weird shift is being like, even though you might want something, it just may not be what you actually are able for. Do you know the way? Like, I really am not able to sacrifice massive parts of my life for another person. Well, I think, you know I think that, well, you know. Without... I still haven't got used to being a mother after mm. a decade. You know, I still find it fucking annoying that I can't go out every night. So it... I think it's just like, I, I do think that it's all just, uh, it stems from your situation though. Without like going into too, in too definite because it's probably not where the question's going. But like, I do think it's like, you know, you don't want to sacrifice part of you. But then like, you know, the other flip side argument that would be like, well, if you found the right person, you wouldn't have I to. I know, but I don't think so. Maybe not. Because I on what I'm learning from is like I've been since I've been single and I've been dating and I've been like meeting lots of different guys and trying different guys on for size. Really like I have met guys where I'm like you are great. You're like I I really just don't think it's as simple as finding someone who will slot in. For some people yes it is. I don't mean slot in. I just mean more like sometimes you just come together with a like I've seen with people you just you can meet just a lot like me and Michael for example at that time at that moment we just met each other and we were very much on the same page there was mm. no budge there was no huge sacrifice either of us had to make for and and none of that impacted our relationship really up until towards the end which mm. was a different situation though because that took into time age and all that kind of stuff and like mm-hmm. the progression of the relationship which you don't need to go into but what I'm saying is that like yeah you've met random guys like of course you don't want to move or you don't want to like what I'm saying is like if you meet I think personally if you meet someone who you really want to be serious with it doesn't feel like a huge sacrifice it feels like you're like unifying and I'm not even talking about marriage it just doesn't feel like you're like oh I'm giving up the minute you think that then it's not the right relationship because then you're already going into it begrudging like if I was going in Michael being like fuck's sake I have to go to Kalini this weekend for fuck's sake it's miles away yeah but for me I I feel like since Rilo when I was single for many years and for a lot of my adult life I have been you know quite an independent person and I think I have now really filled out my whole life that I absolutely do not have space even for Mr. Perfect with the perfect dick, perfect bod personality gets on with ma. He absolutely, I still couldn't. Like, I mean, I, I think have, it's you're just not wanting to be in a relationship with him. I think, yeah, I think way. it's, I think it's a case of like we see it a lot of the time at the moment where seeing women are having children a lot later than um, you know, maybe is even best for them. Like I have Rilo at twenty, twenty one, um, so. When women are becoming, when people are becoming parents a lot later in their lives, it's actually quite harder to adapt because totally. you've had so much of your life where you are completely like don't have to worry about ch- children. So now I feel like I've had a lot of my life where I actually I haven't really, you know, I've been independent for a good chunk of my adult life mm-hmm. that like I find it so hard to like not be single oh totally you know like I've really to change my life and all that kind of stuff so yeah that's just where I'm at right now and the co-parenting thing is great it's what we're doing at the moment is like we're totally focusing and soling our um conversation around Luna around like that kind of stuff because she's an active you know adoration we both adore her Mm -hmm. we both love her want the best for her you know she's so funny and you know we love her as our love for her is only the kind of love that parents have so we very much connect in that way and just her funny little quirks and even with Rilo that he still you know he adores Rilo as well we talk about him and those kind of things 
Um, but it is just because it's kind of fresh enough that we've been back talking. It's raw, hence me crying. And it's like a turbulent. You're, you guys are always quite turbulent. So. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm liking it now, but I don't want to fuck it up. As well. You know, I don't want it, it to be fucked up. Yeah, I mean, well, it's just a scary thing because like, I guess with you and Jimmy, it's like it's usually gone this way and then it's kind of gone to a back together again situation or yeah. it's gone to it's a been different like kind either of road. Un- it's like pretty unstable. It's like yeah. un- it's predictable enough for me to actually now just be able to kind of like, okay, this is what it is. Do you know the kind of way? Yeah. It's kind of like a fuck boy. You know, when you like have a fuck boy and you're like, oh, is he ever going to text me again? And then, oh, every six months I'll get the are you up text. You mm-hmm. know, it's kind of like you learn to kind of fall into the groove of that ridiculousness kind of un- what was once unpredictable is now very kind of just like so you get into the group you're good now is what you're trying to say you're good now but who knows in the future i don't know where we are now. You, like i was in like yeah we're getting on but like it's always fucking weird to yeah. it's a weird thing with an ex and i can only imagine with a kid like i mean even me and michael it's like we're texting funny memes when it's like oh well, i don't want it to end up that we end up texting for too long and if we yeah. meet up for lunch it's kind of also a weird thing it's like you just have this unstable thing but i guess because you don't want to be the person who maybe like say if you are texting the memes and like talking about you know you want to like see where the friendship will go but then you also want to be like oh just so you know this is completely where I am well I think for me just to wrap it up um because we have to move on to the next question now but uh for me it's just like I just I think when you are the one who has broken up with someone you have to kind of take a, a hit to your activeness because like whereas I really wanted to make a friendship with Michael I kind of only realized when we met up and we had a talk and he kind of said that to me about like you know you're the one who broke up with me like it's obviously it takes me longer to kind of have the closure like Mm. I have to basically swallow my pride and realize that the ball is firmly in his court and should be I think honestly for like pretty much the next year on Mm -hmm. where it will go because I took the bait of breaking it off and ending the relationship so it would be very in my opinion, cheeky and selfish of me to then force a kind of friendship on someone who you don't know. No, I don't. I'm not putting this on Mike. Like I, I, I'm pretty sure he's fine with it. He seemed really happy. He seems happy with the situation as, as I, as I've, uh, mm. from what I've spoken to him. But you know, you just don't want to. You have to tread carefully when you have kind of, you know, caused a certain level of like trauma because our, our breakup was quite sudden and stuff. Um, so, yeah, you don't want to make him think that. It's it, not about thinking. I, yeah, it's just I don't. No, I mean like you obviously you broke up. So then for you to look for a friendship could maybe blur that he he's not sure where you were because that was such a sudden breakup. Do you know well, what it's I mean? just I would just find it selfish of me to then force upon him something too soon. And I know it, I've been in a situation where I've still like and I don't even think he does still have feelings like that to me. But you never know when you have a history with someone it can develop that way. But of like, course. you know, I have been in a situation where like a guy has ended with me and I've still kind of had feelings for him. And then like they want to be all chatty and even if you don't want to have feelings for them, you find yourself feeding into the relationship because you want some form of connection, be it friendship or not. And that just to me is messy. So the way me and Michael are at the moment is just like, I'm leaving the ball in his court. It's going fine. We don't, we're not talking all the time. We're not sitting at home texting each other. But when he does text, I don't leave him on red. <laughs> and it's it's not concluded. To move on, it's yeah. not concluded in the sense of like, I mean, it is an ongoing kind of exploration of the soul of just kind of maneuvering your way through adult relationships that were once romantic and stuff. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Okay, Lindsay, do you want to read uh, the next question there? Okay. Hi, girlies. Wondering what you think of going out with someone who you don't share the same political views as. I'm in a new relationship and we're all loved up, but sometimes we get into heated debates about stuff like abortion, gender, rules, etc. Do you guys think this will eventually put a barrier between us or will we just agree to disagree? Thank you. Love yous. Buzzing for the live show. Thank you for buying tickets, girl. Yeah, cannot wait. If Whether you're coming to Cork or Dublin. So, okay, let's do this as a quick fire. I'll do give my piece, you give yours, and then we'll move on to the next because we were freaking short on time because we were bawling about our breakups yeah, again. <laughs> it's not even the Jimmy thing. It's more just the Luna oh, yeah. birthday thing. It's my an mom came over time. when I was crying and I had to quickly dry them because oh, she would really? literally beat me up. It, well, not she would. Anyway. Why are you crying? Let's, let's move on. Why are you crying? Um, okay. Political views. So, political views with a guy. So, I find I see the reason why we chose this question is because I see a lot on Twitter and on Instagram and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff where it's like if someone disagrees with you they're a fucking Nazi like don't hang out with people with different opinions and the minute you see one person with a slightly different opinion to you be it political or whatever the fuck else then you should run a mile and like you know pr- print their fucking picture out and post it all over your college see, and yeah call it's them. kind of the whole idea of the like safe space surround yourself with it's people like call out culture like, is really what it is it's call out culture kind of, is, but it's also about like you know we're in the echo chamber like we yeah. a lot of this generation like to be around people who are like very much like them so we feel like we're empowering each other we're all on the same page and this is how we'll make changes you know we saw it a lot with the repeal that people were very much only focusing on people who were already you know going to vote to repeal. Yeah. And I think people are well used to that conversation at the moment, but I think it is interesting when you take it into a dating context because I find it weird. Like, obviously there is, uh, my, basically my take on it would be is that it is, if anything, exciting to date someone with different political views or different kind of moral takes on you up to a certain point because I do see where it could come into a place of like, okay, well, your like basic moral code is completely different to mine. And that can go on both sides of the spectrum, you know, that way where it's like, you know, fair, I wouldn't have, say, say for example, right, when me and Michael started dating, I was a devout fucking feminist. I was like feminist beating the Bible of feminism. He was not at all. He was always very kind of independent thinking. He was one person who kind of got me out of that way. And that's why mm-hmm. I think it's really healthy to kind of be really open to someone who has a different standpoint to you because Michael really in a very like, in a informed manner you know not from a place of like ideology or craziness but from a place of actual like knowledge and of logic kind of like helped me kind of see beyond feminism as an ideology and kind of start helped me see it as like a kind of weird exclusive club that I didn't align all my views to and you know that really helped me grow as a person 
However, I do see it in a sense of like, you know, if I was dating a guy and he was like, women are trash and they shouldn't be allowed vote. Like, I could see well, how, you know, there is certain moral and ethical like things that would come to a place where you're like, okay, well, we just will never, like the way you see me is so far. I think the key um, thing that stood out for me in this question was the heated debates. Well, um, that's a those healthy thing. So exactly. So like for me, I've been around men, even in a romantic way, who they don't even let you yeah. enter the debate. It's very much a, I think this end of story. We're not conversating about it. This is what I think. I'm not going to change my mind. I'm not even going to, you know, hear your view in it. So then it, I won't budge. Do you know that kind of way? And that just means that then you have to like marry into this relationship knowing that you're not even going to be able to have a conversation yeah. around, you know, your different opinions. Or so when I, this woman is saying that they're having a heated debate, that shows that at least he's respecting your view to have a back and forth mm. conversation about it. Or what I have also noticed is that like, you know, at least this guy, I like a man who stands by something, okay? So like, what I would who hate. Who has an opinion. Exactly. Like, you and I, okay, Lindsay, me and you, we're debaters. We debate each other. This is why we started the goddamn podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's the basis of our fucking podcast. We were like, we're having oh, all these debates. We may, as, we may as well fucking record them. But um, I love a man who can not only let me debate him, but also I love a man who um, will like give it back to me and has opinions and has like their own opinions and different opinions to me. I've been around fucking guys who are like, ah, we won't get into that. And I'm like, but yeah, I want to get into it. Yeah, do stunt the conversation. I have been around guys who are like, it's like they're so up their own arse that they're like, oh no, guys, I've I'm concluded my, guys, no, I'm talking about know. like, I've been in relationships with men and they come concluded and because say if you're talking about feminism if you're with a guy who's completely anti-feminist like you were saying who's like females are trash women are idiots that they won't even enter into a space of like debate with you and that they come concluded that's a total different level because it's like you have to just buy into what he has concluded and if you don't then if he's not even willing with debate sometimes those guys do have it out with you though I'm more talking about the guys who like barely have a fucking can string a sentence together with the debate I like, don't really have an opinion either yeah. or you know those guys who are like I can't ah, look we won't be having that conversation like I'm like I need a man that I need that mental stimulation in a, a in a relationship yeah. to be honest like I Same. need to be able to sit with a guy and like I mean you know the guy I'm seeing at the moment has said to me before, he's like, you would fucking argue and you would probably laugh at his argument too. He's like, you would argue about literally anything, wouldn't you? And I'm like, yes, yes, I would. Like, I would. Like, you could, I could or literally him. sit beside Lindsay and tell her that her pink couch He's is giving me a break. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, hon. Because like, but I am like that as a person. So like, I need someone who can either entertain it or give it back to me. Well, and to me, it shows, um, you know, a level of interest. Like, regardless of the your partners or the person you're seeing's like opinion if he ha- if he has an interest in the yeah. things that you are passionate about and that you want to debate about totally. whether it's feminism repeal veganism if he has an interest in it like then that's something that you have in common regardless mm-hmm. of your difference in opinion totally that's a really so, good point yeah so i find that and that keeps it alive yeah, like, that like keeps, you're like, both clearly that's a spark or something yeah, like and you're both clearly interested in politics like if you are both having yeah. political debates then you obviously both have a standpoint and a an informed view and like one thing i would just you know to wrap it up like i would say you know listen to his points like if you want to debate with the guy mm. this is something that i learned 
from Michael because he and I had quite some difference, some same. Um, I always would want him to hear my point as everyone does who's having an argument. You know, if you're having a debate, you want the other person to hear your side. And Mm -hmm. I very quickly realized that like if if i expect that guy to respect what i'm saying i also have to do the exact same for him and like i would give out to my guy like you're only hearing me from a feminist ideology standpoint and he'd be like i'm not but i would also like probably put up walls towards his thing and call him x y and z so i i kind of realized throughout our debates that like I have to, you know, if a guy or a person or anyone is coming up to you and they have, you kind of get that red flag of like, someone with a different opinion to me. Like, try and calm down, take a breath and Mm. just listen to actually what they're saying. Don't try and not as much as you can make prejudgments about what you think they think. Just listen to their actual words. You also kind of spoke about there, the kind of, when you were like in engulfed in the like feminist ideology and all that kind of stuff so then surely we're probably coming out with like you know the buzzwords totally. that are being you know that we see feminists talk about all the time and that can be really frustrating on the opposite side yes. when you're just hearing someone it's not really their yeah it's not their actual opinion it's what they've read that they've married to then be their opinion it's not their actual from their soul thoughts on the subject so you know I think that can be kind of difficult. So if you are having an argument, just make sure that it's purely your own thoughts and your own, you know, agenda and research. I think I feel like a lot of time, I don't know, people are always trying to, in debates with certain stuff, people are trying to look more intelligent and more knowledgeable on a subject than they may be. So, you know, purely just talk about what you know, mm-hmm. you know, don't try and stretch your knowledge beyond what it is. Mm-hmm. And then you're on a kind of level playing field. And that's yeah. when as well, like you're saying, if you know a certain amount about something, maybe your partner may know more. Like I know you said that Michael um, researched loads. Like he was, he was just really from well non- informed. Like he's very, yeah. very in- a big reader, you know. Yeah, so. so you were kind of coming at it thinking maybe you knew so much totally. and then maybe he knew more. He had kind of... He did know more. Yeah, he did know more. <laughs> so then it's kind of like, that's when 100%, it's not like, you know, that's when you can soak up more knowledge and like, exactly. you know, it's reinforce your own opinion. So it's an exciting conversation yeah. to have and I think also just really quickly this this is just from experience like we are in a society now that very much it's identity politics related mm. where it's very much related that your identity your being the goodness of your person is related to your political agenda please realize that this is like a very 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 new thing there is no rule out there that you have to be friends with no only hang out with people with the exact same opinions mm-hmm. and views as you don't take it personally like realize like sometimes you know me and michael and we were having fights like not even about feminism but like random political bullshit that was going on and like i'd be getting in a huff and i'd go off to the toilet or whatever and i'm just kind of like this isn't him we are fighting about something we both saw on sky news like you know what i mean like we could be fighting it's not like i'm there yeah. it's not like i'm fighting by him being like you know i'm hearing these rumors that you got with girls last night like no these no. are not his actions we are having a, a very you know puritanical kind of weird middle of the mm. ground debate about Tony Blair's yeah, involvement in Iraq yeah, it's not completely. him it's not like actually yes. yeah your so, thing and I mean if don't you're going to if say. you're not going to hang around people who you know differ your political views or whatever and you want to kind of only have those people around you first of all then you're just in an echo chamber you're not going to be growing in your opinions and in your knowledge and yeah. stuff but also when Jenny and I were first friends I was pro-life yeah Jenny was pro-choice and I was a massive and, feminist as well and so we've I, both done I was not a feminist and I was I was like anti-feminist and anti-choice mm-hmm. so, I was anti-abortion when and like through the conversations 
that I had with Jenny about such subjects and they were completely like they never got heated they never got like no. you know personal it was, no it was like we always enjoyed the debate mm-hmm. and through that and me standing up for myself and being like now I know everything this is the way it is I learned I grew and I then completely flipped my opinion yeah you and know? the same could be said to me like Lindsay always said to me that she doesn't she didn't feel like the uh, label feminist could define her and obviously we both kind of went up and down on that on a roller coaster but then we both ended up in the same place and now I am mm. have come full circle to her opinion so yeah it so can totally. change and it can help you grow yes um so Beautiful. Another question from one of our girlies. Our next question says, Hey gals, I'm seeing a new guy and everything about him is basically perfect. Dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. Except the sex. Oh, no. <laughs> is it, uh, it's still early days, but any tips help a horn dog out? I'm sorry, horn dog? Horn dog kills me. It makes me think of corn dog, which is a word that always made me really hungry. Even though it also is very phallic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> horny, carny. Horny, carny, doggy, woggy. <laughs> doggy, woggy, woggy. Doggy style, maybe so. Probably not in this relationship. Yeah, probably sounds like you were. So, okay, uh, here is my flat out opinion on this. Very easy. If the sex isn't there from the first time you ride, it's never going to be there. No way, Jenny. That's outrageous. No, 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 no. And I'm not saying that, like, I'm saying that if you are literally, like, the first time you have sex, the first time you have sex, it's supposed to be good or else nada. I just think that you can't deny that fiery chemistry like you either have chemistry with someone or you don't that I don't is, agree I, and I would have thought that again I'm not saying that the sex can't get better I'm not saying that but I'm saying that this girl here is literally saying the sex like everything is perfect except the sex like she is seeming to me the way I'm reading this is that she has found a guy she fancies him gorgeous dick great apartment good job he's ticking all the boxes great on paper guy I'd let the sex slide <laughs> I'm joking yeah. but he is not the throwdown is not there and like because like no girl ever writes a question like this when the sex is fine and you can work on it she's panicking she's like I want him to be able to ride me so well and I just and this is just what I need okay like obviously different people just different strokes different folks strokes quite literally <laughs> I need to have like and I'm not saying like the first very first night that's an overstatement but like the first few times I have sex someone it has to be like let's call it the honeymoon period not I'm even talking like pre-honeymoon like the first like three times you have sex say sober okay I need to have like not mind blowing, but I need to be like, oh shit, there was chemistry there. I don't know. I feel like I'm. I feel like sometimes you make up these rules. It's not a rule. I'm just like that's no, just my I, experience. Yeah. See, okay. I adore sex, and I adore people who adore sex. Like you, when I'm usually getting dating people, um, that's what I go for, and I think you're pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, very similar I know we talk about we need horn dogs <laughs> we're both horn dogs and we like you know I like a horn dog yeah and you very much know that I think from the like first I agree with that like I'll sit down with the guy for a drink and I'll know whether he's a fellow horn dog or not yes you know totally Um. so definitely this girl seems like I mean again love the short snappy question yes. but it seems like Three exclamation He's points. not maybe as sexual as her. I don't know. I'm I'm reading it very literally, and she's saying that he's perfect except the sex. No, like, she said a horn with- dog. That's what she said. Horn dog for me says, and I've been in that situation. Remember the dude last year? Yeah, yeah. You, you didn't Sorry. have good sex with exactly because he wasn't a fellow horn dog. That's where it is. Some people it didn't in work relationships. Out. No, it didn't. But 
I don't think that it's a chemistry thing or it's a that I think it's more of a well, like I mean sexual chemistry that's what it is to me so, like sexual chemistry to me is like someone who I find who is equally not just as horny as me but like equally as into sex like ha- like chemistry to me comes not only in its own little weird like bubble because like sometimes chemistry is completely inexplainable but it can also just be like you're as into sex as I am we're both wanting to like get each other off and like explore different shit and like or just having like the same nice sex like we just have a sexual connection yeah and that's and what it I, seems to me she's not having a sexual connection that's what time. I mean horn dog those that word for me I've been like I've it's what frustrates me more which happened last year was when I had good sex with this person. Not great, not like mind blowing, not like, oh, great, I'm going to sign myself off for this. But, you know, we had good sex. He was into it. But he did barely get it up, hon. Yeah, but when he fucking did get it up. But and what? that's only a Viagra tab away. But anyway. But you're saying to me that you no, could what, have worked on that. No, what I'm saying is what didn't match. It wasn't the sex not being great. It wasn't that. It was the fact that he just wasn't as interested in sex as I am. Yeah, which I agree with you. You're and that, of, you're agreeing with my point. My point is that like that, because like, I would describe that as chemistry. As okay. a part of chemistry. And that to me is like the sexual chemistry ain't there, honey. I would more describe that as interests. I okay. do feel that some people well, we have in different really, words, but you know what I mean. Like, I, and I th- but I think that's where the confusion was for me. Sure, okay. Was like, hold on, we have great sex. Fair enough. Sometimes the fucker couldn't get it up after like a single was pint it great of Guinness. Or was it just good? No, gr- good. Yeah, you're right. No, it was good. It was not great. No, I'm not like if I was back in the days before was, social media, I wouldn't shag. have been. I wouldn't have been sent. I wouldn't even call it a shag. I'd call yeah. it a you know a, a roll fumble. around the sheets. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know the way in Cosmopolitan you always say, you can burn 1,000 calories in sex. We were probably burning 60. (laughs) 60 calories at a push. And most of that was me fapping off a bleeding soft dick. Lindsay's right bicep was getting a right bicep day. Yeah, literally. But um, what really, I and I very much marry that to myself, being like, oh my God, he's not that into me, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't want to fuck me all the time. And I... You know, I'm like a, a dog. I'm not, you know, I'm the humping dog at the leg. Like, I want to ride you all of the time. But you see, that's the way it is. For when I think of that as chemistry, it's because, like, he could find someone who has a very equally low sex exactly. drive. And to yeah. me, that would be them having good chemistry. Yeah, they probably like going out and eating ramen. Yeah. And I like ramming it yeah. in all the time. And, exactly. oh, I don't want to eat. Well, I'm like, too busy. Ra- like, sexual chemistry to me, like, obviously, and I'm talking about, like, the more, like, the part of sexual chemistry that you can explain. Because there's also a part of sexual chemistry that's, like, inexplicable. It's, like, fire in the air. You know, The electricity. Exactly. Yeah. Which is real, 100%. 100%. But the kind of more tangible part of sexual chemistry to me is, like, two people who have not the same view of sex, but, like, again as you were saying the same kind of interest like the same kind of like i'm into sex it being a focus of the relationship of some point or just just the same one like you know like you know the guy that i'm seeing we're probably both equally as into sex but like like, from the last this guy that you were seeing he's not that into sex but sexual chemistry to him would be a girl who's also probably not that into sex if you think yeah exactly if you think about the last question where she was saying like we're we're debating we're Mm -hmm. debating some men or people or relationships may get their sexual chemistry out of that fiery debating totally where i just if i'm debating a guy 
I am thinking, whoa, this is going to be great in the bedroom. Me too, yeah. You know, I'm not thinking like, oh, I'm very much enjoying this. Pour another glass and let's continue this. I'm like, I'm like, well, you're getting horny. Up and ride me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you say, you hate women. Why don't you show me how much sometime? <laughs> I'm like, uh, this debating's fun and all, but man's like, how about you, you get you that passionate? Smack. I'm like. want to try it out like yeah hot shit you know like I'm always thinking of the sexual part of the relationship that's where I that's what I fucking want to do do you know the way like I'm relating it all to horror yeah exactly like I mean I debate with you I chit chat with my friends you know (laughs) exactly like uh, if I'm with a guy we're riding that's what I want to do that's what the interest I have so So I feel with this girl to me it's just not there and move on I think he just doesn't, yeah, he just, he does not share the same sexual, like, so thirst me, that you have. No, I do. Uh, the chemistry thing uh, confused me because I kind of thought that you were saying, like, oh, if the sex isn't great. And sometimes I feel like if you both have the same, like, desire for the sex mm-hmm. and you want to, like, work on the sex, I think. But do you really want to be working on the sex in the first month? Like, to me, it's just, like, in that should be there. The attraction, the chemistry to me, is like a building, one of a building block of like a good fling relationship, whatever the fuck it's going to be. Like, I'm not going to be meeting a randomer and having mediocre sex. And I would not be invested enough in a guy that much to be like, we'll really work on it. Even if he is fucking a lawyer and he's got a six pack and all the rest. Like, to me, what... And, and and to me and as a fellow horn dog okay this girl's a horn dog but to me yeah. she that is clearly a very intrinsic part for her for a relationship she's stressing about the sex if you are a horn dog which this girl is self-proclaimed to be a horn dog you need good sex from the get-go it doesn't have to be perfect it just has to have but that's that what i mean fire. and that's where i think the problem is it's like it's i mean i do think that sometimes it can be like say if Say if these two fuckers are sesh queens and they're like having loads of drunken sex yes. or something like that. The sex obviously isn't going to be great or maybe they're like awkward or maybe he's insecure, whatever. Yeah. I think those are things that can like be worked on in terms totally. of the sex and in terms of like, oh, I'm a bit insecure to tell him that I actually like his finger being yeah. rammed up my hole yeah. or whatever. Oh, I really want to be rimmed and I'm insecure telling him that. Oh, so I'm not having yeah. good sex. However, if you parts. both have the same desire yes that's what i mean with the working on the sex okay if you both want if you both have that same thirst for sex but that's what with me with the dude i was seeing last year i mean he could have given or taken like we were lying in bed naked and he wasn't like touching my, my fanny i'm like what the fuck is wrong with you go to the boiler rooms babe like i mean this is just bizarre behavior i've never been in a bed with a man Without, you know, without just a casual lingering of the fingers up and down the innards of my thigh. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. Because I will, in the Especially same Especially in the honeymoon beca- period. Oh, like, I know. I, that's what you want. You want that, like, I cannot take my hands off you. Yeah. If we're in a bed, we're writhing around, I'm casually sucking off your toe, some weird <laughs> shit's going down. But, you know, this dude that, you know, he's just not a fellow horn dog. And unfortunately. You need one. You need to bow, bow, bow. Yippee yo, yippee yay. Where my horn dogs at? 
I was hoping we'd both do that. I know. <laughs> We're basically Lil Bauer. Okay, okay so, so moving on. Uh, last questione, girlies. I love questione. Where the flip did that come from? I just so love ridiculous. questione. Questione. It's, it's just very so... Waters. Yeah. <laughs> MySpace. Bio. Okay, so let's oh, see. Oh, you, you're reading it. Sorry. Thank you. You got, you got all the long ones. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. You hear my moany ass voice. Hi, guys. Long time listener here. Love a long time listener. Thank you. <laughs> Well, I defo do not agree with all of what you say regarding feminism. I have a query relating to it. I love a good Tinder sesh slash night out shift. However, I've noticed that a lot of fuckboys seem to be pandering to feminist ideology in order to get woke girlos in the sack without actually being male feminists themselves. Rather, they just use buzzwords and cringe phrases to up their body count. <laughs> Advice on dealing with faux wake woke boys slash soft boys, please. Oh, honey. Oh, honey, what the fuck? Let me just say, why are you saying you defo do not agree with all? You're on our side here, hon. But also, if you're looking for a feminist male. Look, when Lindsay and I talk about the male feminist, this is what we're talking 100%. about. 100%. And this is helping us. Thank you, Gertie, longtime listener. This is helping us explain our standpoint. When mm-hmm. Lindsay and I reference the quote-unquote male feminist, we are not talking about the average man who respects women's right to work. Of course not. We're not talking about a man who's, you know, political, not even political, but like just like... No, no, we're not basic. talking about the man who um, lives um, as the definition of like a Actual feminist feminism, where yeah. it's like, you know... We're talking about the men who, like I like got into a load of heat of saying, who constantly wears the repeal jumper... But will kind of very much go for the drunken girl at the sesh. Or the guy, guy who constantly wears the repeal jumper and, but has absolutely no problem ghosting every single second girl mm-hmm. he talks to on Tinder after he's shagged them without a Johnny and probably has chlamydia. AKA that guy that you're looking at me at thinking the guy that we did want to call out, but you know, I don't know who you're talking about, but. But I do, I get what you mean, honey. I get what you mean. He is someone that we both know that I would, would, I know, I know his kind of political standpoint and I know that he's 100% someone who would use, and like not even just one person, I've been with men who would definitely go under the umbrella of being a feminist man or known to be a They wear the badge of feminism. Yeah, they were like fighting for a repeal. They were like putting up the hashtags. They were doing it all, you know, but they were, they are the worst to get with. If a guy is really staunch in parading his feminist ideology around you, Mm -hmm. I would say be wary. Because, and again, this is where people always get us fucked up. I am not saying if there is a guy who you know, who's a really good friend of yours, who really respects me. I'm not talking about that. I am talking about the guy Mm -hmm. who makes it a fucking point to talk about how feminist he is in front of you run away because there is really very few reasons why a guy would do this number one it's to get you in bed like what this girl is saying Mm -hmm. there are so many guys out there so many fucking fake ass male feminists out there who use it as a way to get pussy and if you want to fight me on it then we can fight on it but let's toddle on over to the pygmalion fucking smoking area first and watch it happen because literally, it does you know, it's actually funny. And again, I'm going to be completely like, I mean, come for me if you will. If we're thinking about a like male feminist, like the this girl's describing, 
the person who 100% slaps that badge on them, has it in the Insta bio, you know, any point. Yeah, any time they can be like, I'm a feminist. Oh, don't say that, I'm a feminist. Feminism, you know, if they're bringing it up in a like outrageous manner all the time, I, a lot of the time, those men are kind of in a point of like maybe being the artsy type, maybe not, you know, the typical like masculine, like, you know, that kind of thing. So it actually weaves very much into helping them to get pussy because they're not getting pussy by being like these big men. Exactly. So how do fucking guys like that, the kind of in-betweeny guy, the guy who still wears skinny jeans and like, ooh, they're, they're a little baggy, that kind of guy, you know? Well, I think what you're saying is that like, you know, there there are certain ways that men try to fit into certain kind of slots in order to get girls. You're either like the jock guy or you're the this guy. And it's not even just like the arty guys. It's just like guys who kind of, in my opinion, take and some guys have seen a gap in the fucking market here. Okay. They see, okay, I can't get with like the girls who are like, oh, I'm a jock guy. Do you know who I can maybe infiltrate? Oh, the next repeal summit. And I'll just rock on up in my repeal jumper and start hitting on those girls. Now, little do they know, all girls want a dominant male. So, <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> but like very few women. Do you think? I mean, I, I'm being uh, completely uh, ridiculous with that statement. But what I do think is that like the majority, like why are these guys, these fe- male feminist guys who are going around the smoking here being made in are not getting pussy. Male feminists aren't getting fucking pussy. They are not going out and getting the ride every week. Not compared to the fucking fucking they are not. But when you think about it in a kind of term of like, if you were a guy who maybe hasn't been getting pussy, you know, and then you're seeing that there's literally a huge big groups of dare I say vulnerable women uh-huh. who are interested in, in such causes such as like you know talk speaking about rape speaking about repeal these are like vulnerable issues for women yeah if I was a man wow I can go to a place where there's a load of vulnerable women and I can make them think that I care about those same issues that they are very passionate about oh I agree I'm like, just saying they're latching onto it but no, it's not completely. fucking working no but well it's working it is working. I don't think so. Half the fucking like real big feminists that oh, I see hun, it's going working. around are not going out with male feminists. They're going out with some beautiful No, no, no. Barber. I'm not talking about the women who actually have a clue. I'm talking about the more vulnerable women who maybe are even like just stepping the door of feminism kind of like just exploring this new world and then they're meeting a guy who's always so interested. I know, I know a girl... going around with fucking male feminist boyfriends. I'm not talking about boyfriends, I'm talking about fuckboys. And this is what this woman's talking about. Okay. She's talking about, um, you know, guys who are just... Okay, These yeah, are I the guys you, who will, like, be coming into these things, hitting on the vulnerable woman, and then having the one-night stand ghosting her. Because they, sure, yeah. they lodged her in to get the ride. They wouldn't have been getting yeah. the ride if they were sucking on their wet roly in the back of workmen's. Do you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. They have to get into the vulnerable thing. I know, like, it happened. I was in art college. I saw it all the fucking time these weedy fucking guys who never would have got a touch off a pussy if they were their genuine selves so what they had to do was get in to some kind of female psych which is like you're vulnerable like even I get what you you mean even if you think about like say the what I what reinstilled this point was like the R. Kelly documentary a lot of times which I learned a lot of times with um abusers they seek out women who have been like in abusive um relationships beforehand the women then like express what happened with them in their previous relationship and then 
you know they think but they're they like with the str- they're yeah completely yeah, and yeah. then the so then it's like I mean you're basically putting a red flag being like I'm easily manipulated I was in an abusive situation before a lot of times in um in with women if they have been previously manipulated abused or whatever they can get into that again because people do well I wouldn't really conflate them with abuse the male feminist no but I'm saying that it's similar enough to you think it's manipulative I think that they seek their I I would I mean in I some think cases, all game at some point is manipulation like I mean yeah. a, a lot of like kind of like hitting on people like it's I mean even women do it you know we all manipulate. no it is but there's something Manip- a little women, darker women about... manipulate our looks men manipulate their fucking no but standpoint. there's something a bit darker about seeing someone who has like a weak uh, you know something weak about them in terms of choosing partners that they would then try and, and capitalize honest, on they're not even weak like some of the ones that are popping into my head like the one you were talking about earlier like they're not even like weak guys like these are guys who like could definitely be using other no aspects. that they're just seeing finish, weak women I'm no, not I calling know, them weak men no I know I know but I'm just saying like there are there is that stereotype as well as like the weak kind of male feminist like, oh, okay, kind yeah. of like you know glasses wearing kind of like oh yeah guys blah, blah, blah. it's like there are definitely aspects of the person that they could just fucking work on but it's just a lazy man's load to be like do you know what I kind of look like one so I'm just gonna fucking go around so look honey to wrap it up like yes there are fucking dudes out there doing this and this is part of the reason why Lindsay and I talk about this male feminist kind of thing we are when we talk about the male feminist we're not talking about the man your brother who's really nice to you you know what I mean or like your dad who fucking I don't know read a feminist book in the 70s we're talking about this kind of new phenomenon of like these guys who are latching onto because like let's get real like the mainstream in the media and in like kind of like the vocal minority on twitter and social media is feminism internet sectional feminism it's this whole idea that men have to be feminist and like Mm. this whole kind of badgering thing that Lindsay and i aren't really fucking keen on so when you're a guy and this isn't even like saying like poor them they should be doing it but like if you're a guy and you're like, okay, I'm trying to talk to the most amount of girls as possible because I'm a fuck boy and I'm going to fuck them all over and I just want to get laid. Mm. Uh, what ideology am I going to latch onto? Like, you know, in the early 2000s, it was fucking sex in the city. Now you've got feminism. Oh all they have to gosh. do is go on repeal.ie. They've got a few facts. Say yeah. maybe wear their yeah, I voted badge out on a night out. Um, yeah, have that have that on their tote bag. And I, it's just like, you know, don't think that just because a guy is going around saying he voted yes in both referenda, mm. that he's not going to ghost you, hun, because... Referenda. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Frankie Gaffney. <laughs> Did he say that? He's the referendum is the singular referenda. Oh. I think it's the... God, I'm, he's an I'm probably wrong. Fucker. I'm probably <laughs> wrong. But uh, he did study linguistics, so... You know. No, he's... I think I trust his linguistics <laughs> me too my life. but what I'm you know like there are guys out there and it's just like get woke to it bitches because you know I'm just gonna put it out there most of the, the best respect that I've got from a man is a chauvinistic oh, please. and I'm sorry I'll put it out there on fucking record Mo- like men who are either like kind of will describe themselves as skill <laughs> yeah have always treated me the best because their basis upon 
quote unquote respecting you isn't based upon some sort of false ideology made up by feminist women in the 60s you know what i mean it's like mm. it's, it's come from their lived experience and it's come from like how they treat people not how they treat women but also i very much like the kind of certain aspects of old school um oh yeah behavior towards women like you know i don't mind a door opening yeah, or maybe a she thing for, whatever but um completely like i have a pal who um Definitely, I would consider a male feminist. Okay. However, um, just to wrap this up, lol, because he was listening to the podcast. He was like, have you mentioned me on the podcast? Yeah. So now I'm mentioning you. So he... Um, yeah, and if you know, it's real because he's listening to an hour and 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah. He definitely will not be sliding into the DMs. Thanks for mentioning me. But anyway, I'm mentioning him now. So um, yeah, he was... He is what I would call a male feminist. He's like read up on it he has his opinions bloody blah however he um you know when the whole repeal thing was going on he has a van and he was like you know helping out with the fucking repeal jumpers sending them off whatever he's doing and um every time he was doing that Anna Cosgrove was like oh here will I pop you up friend in the, of the pod yeah will I pop you up in the story you know do you want to shout out that kind of thinking maybe presuming presuming there was a lot are. maybe a lot of men being like get me up in that fucking repeal get loads of uh, loads of girls thinking I'm, I'm gonna have heaven as hell if I get loads of fucking pussy no he was like no no don't, please don't don't put me up because he was literally doing it through an act of you know interest in the movement and genuine one, yeah genuine However, you know, he didn't want to come across as this creepy male feminist. Yeah. That does exist. It is 100%. It, it just exists. And just be aware. It's pandering vibes, girlies, and they're out there. So that's about it for this week's Lish Girls podcast. Um, but as we said, if you want more tea, especially on the feminism, we've talked about a lot of that on X Girls, and on the breakup tea, especially if you like Lindsay's crying, wait till you hear our Boy Better Breakups episode. Dear yeah. God. So you can go sign up to X Girls if you want. If not, go buy Chase for a cork show. We are fucking dying to see you. Cannot bloody wait. We'll talk to you next week. Bring it cork, girlies. Love ya. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O S E A Malibu.com code SUMMER.